in a particularly poor financial position by the end of 2015 and 2016. And that report by Amina Akram in Johannesburg. And to talk about this uh, some more, we are joined now by uh, Karen Heeser, who's an economist at Municipal IQ. Karen, good morning and thanks for your time. Okay, good morning to you and your listeners. So, Karen, if we look at the overall picture compared to the previous uh, year's audit, um, uh, we look at uh, what we are told, and it says 49 municipalities have improved audits. Uh, we also look at 15 um, uh, uh, municipalities. Uh, 15% rather improving, uh, 13% regressing, and 67% remaining unchanged. So what do you make of all these stats? Are we improving? Are we getting better at this? Or uh, what is your verdict on this altogether? Um, Well, unfortunately, I think what we see is that we saw a forward momentum for the past five years, and this has basically stopped. So, um, you know, one can look at it through different lenses. But essentially, the progress that was being made and various initiatives um, have, have come to a halt. I think one of the contexts and reasons that one must take into account were local government elections. And the Auditor General actually mentions in his report that um, there was really an issue around that and that uh, preceding the audits, a lot of leaders were possibly looking to elections and, and hoping boundary changes would, would alleviate their problems. And then where there was new leadership taking over, there was almost a disavowing of the audit process. So hopefully it was um, a, a stagnation in, in audit results that we can explain around the elections. But the Auditor General doesn't accept that as, as, a, as, a, as an explanation. What he, he puts to the fore is the importance of accountability. Even when new leadership comes in, it's imperative that whoever's in charge of a council, they take accountability for how that that audit process is being run and managed within the within the council, and to make sure that there's an improvement that keeps the forward momentum we've seen in the past five years. Karen, uh, the report also says that 14 district municipalities, only 14, um, got clean audits. So how should we understand this? Uh, You spoke about the elections, but uh, how do we need to look at this as, you know, people in these municipalities? uh, Have the authorities simply dropped the ball? Um, Is this down to irregular expenditure on their part? Uh, How should we accept this? I think one of, one of the huge concerns that the media has picked up was the significant rise in irregular expenditure. And again, there the issue of leadership and accountability comes into play, that it's, it's really very important that political leaders, not just within municipalities, but at a provincial level, at a regional level, put audit processes at a very central level, make sure that they improve. And one of the issues that was raised in the report was supply chain management. And I think that's what people on the ground see is they see irregular supply chain management, which causes a lot of unhappiness around local government. It doesn't necessarily mean that money wasn't misspent, but it just wasn't accounted for properly. And really what we need is a turnaround in the ethos within local government to make sure that, that every cent can be accounted for properly and that service delivery is seen as something that is taking place in a transparent way. And, but but why are we still talking about um, non-compliance with regulation on the procurement of goods and services, uh, given that, you know, uh, government has honed in on this? Does this speak to uh, the non-consequence of accountability? What is going on here, Karen? I, th- I think that's absolutely right. Um, lack of consequence is something that the Auditor General brings up 
in every report. And that, that really needs to come into play. What he also brings up, and I think it's also well known, is the issue of capacity and vacancies, that vacancies have to be full so people understand how to comply with processes. I think um, efforts to centralize databases around suppliers are very important. And hopefully we will start to see those improvements feeding through into the next set of audit outcomes. And then, of course, there's the issue of outstanding audits. So uh, 15 audits could not or had not been completed at the time, 5% of uh, the total municipal audits. Now, if you look at the uh, transgressors here, uh, Tabazimbi in Limpopo, then you had in the Northern Cape, uh, Mahareng, Pukwane, Renostersburg, um, uh, those four have totally outstanding audits and then you look at the remaining 11 and um, I see from this uh, uh, report that I'm looking at here that they have subsequently been finalized but what is interesting here Corin, is that um, there's this column in red that speaks of uh, repeat offenses in these particular um, entities that we are talking about so what needs to be done in order to get better at this well, I think there, there, there are two issues. Obviously, something within those councils is not working, and, and I think it's particularly shocking that Mohung, which is a metro, would be included in that list too. Um, and I think really what's, what's required there is, is more oversight and more support. And, and the Auditor General does describe oversight and support from provincial treasuries and departments of cooperative governance as well as offices of the Premier as inadequate and uneven. So I think not only we do, do we need to look at local governments and and, and the, the problems and issues there, but we need to look at the support structures that are taking place. The other issue that may come into play is the Auditor General's role in, in supporting um, municipalities. And I think it's very important to take into account that audit opinions would look a lot worse if the Auditor General's office hadn't assisted municipalities in improving their audit outcomes. And there is a suggestion that this role may be extended further, which I think is, is a positive one um, that, that should be considered further at a national level. And just a final question, Corin. Um, uh, looking at uh, these audit outcomes and uh, tracking municipal um, uh, protests, is there any correlation that can be drawn? It's it's actually quite interesting. Um, if we look at at uh, the audit outcomes in terms of the profile of municipalities, we actually see our largest municipalities, our wealthiest municipalities, tend to be able to account for their money quite well. Not not always and not in always, all the cases. And at the same time, this is where we see service delivery protests. So you would think, oh, where there's a terrible audit outcome, communities would respond. That's not necessarily the case. So in some cases, that's true in smaller municipalities where communities are very unhappy with governance processes. But a lot of service delivery protests are, are driven by much wider issues around urbanization, around access to housing. And often this can be in places like Cape Town, which get a clean audit, but have huge pressures of urbanization that cause service delivery protests. Well, Karen, thank you so much for your time this morning. And uh, 